Good evening, good evening. It's the Anointed Radio Show. We're about to go into our segment, y'all. So go ahead and take a seat. Get ready for this good show we're about to get for you. Amen. Thank you, Cletus. Cletus does that well. So we're going to go ahead and be in decency and order. We're going to go ahead and start with a scripture and prayer. And this time we're going to do it without any music. And it's going to come out of John 15, 18 through 19. I wanted to do it without music because this is a scripture that sometimes we need to understand. Come on, body, of, the body of Christ, y'all. We got to understand this. And then if you understand it, you won't get angry. You won't be mad. You won't. Un- you won't have to go through all your emotions. And it says out of John fifteen eighteen through nineteen, it says, "If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love you its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world will hate you." So if they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. You represent that. That cross is a target for the world and a whole bunch of spiritual warfare, a whole bunch of issues, a whole bunch of hating, a whole bunch of people lying on you because all the same things Jesus went through, they're going to do with you. So you have to understand it's a spiritual thing. Don't take it personal. Pray for the, per- pray for the person. Hate the sin. We have to start understanding that. We, we start bunching them up together where we can't stand the person. No, hate the sin, still love the person. And you got to pray for them. And it's very hard to hate your enemies when you pray for them, huh? Hello, somebody. That's a, that's That was a gem for free. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us today on this good TGF Friday. Thank God it's Friday. God, continue to bless us. Continue to bring us through. Continue to let us see your sight, see your vision, see your 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 plan for us, God. Let us be goal oriented. Let us be able to be focused on your plan, God. Let us be able to endure during the dark times, during the times of depression, during the times of financial burden, the times of marital issues, through the times of all the things that come up in the day to day life, God. We right now ask you to rebuke all spirits attacking our household in us. God, continue to be in the midst of everything that we do so that we can be able to go out and spread your word, God. We just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, the opportunities, the blessings, the anointing that you're putting on our lives. Please bless us and anoint us from the top of our heads to the sole of our feet so that we can be able to do your will, God. God, right now, bless everybody that's listening to it live. Bless everybody that's even listening to it on the playback. And they're going through something. God, just bless them to be able to find the answer and the solution or send that person that will help them out. God, we give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you for everything that we have. And we say it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 So today we have Mr. Favela. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Favela, Favela034 on Instagram. Uh, yeah, trying to fill in, like I said, your favorite substitute. Our favorite substitutes in the house today. <laughs> Make right. sure you check his show out this Monday. That's right. Coming up, 7 o'clock. Every Monday, 7 o'clock, off of the Anointed Radio Network as well. Uh, you can also find us, if you haven't already, find us on uh, all your uh, podcast uh, uh, platforms, which would be uh, iTunes, uh, iTunes Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that fun stuff. And follow us on our social media at Def Sports Talk on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Let's do it. How long ago did your show start? Uh, right about now, three weeks ago. Three and four weeks ago. What platforms you on? I am on Spotify, Apple, Apple Google uh, Podcasts, Google Podcast, iHeart, iHeart, uh, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcast. And, uh, yeah, and you can download the app, of course, uh, the Anointed Radio Network app, and listen to us live there. See, we winning over here at Anointed Radio. That's right. How many shows you know is syndicated on that many platforms in three weeks? Yeah, all Tell over me. the place. Come all on, place. come on, somebody. Shout out, shout out to Anointed Radio Network and Pastor Jay and everybody putting in the hard work, for sure. Amen. So that's just a little segment. One thing I wanted to say is this is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say. You can find me 
at anointed Jalon, J-A-Y-L-O-N, anointed just like what you're listening to um, on Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me on Pastor J, Pastor Jalon Calhoun on Facebook. I got an announcement. Uh-oh. My announcement today is that your boy, Pastor J, was nominated for Podcaster of the Year. What? Faith-based Speaker of the Year. There you go. Two categories off the bat. First, man, first honors to God. I claim it in the name of Jesus that I'm going to get those awards. But just being nominated, I am, you know, I'm thankful for them considering me. So praise God on that. We got some more stuff coming up. This year of 2019 is the year of the anointing. So understand, great things are coming here at Anointed Radio. If, if you ain't on the ship, get on the ship now. That's because right. you're going to get left. And once the ship the ship goes forward, it can't turn around. That's right. So we're going to go ahead and go into my favorite segment, y'all. Uh-oh. My favorite segment is... That's not nice. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. The that's not nice for today is Campground Carol. Campground Carol was a lady that worked at a park reserve in Mississippi. And she thought she was the Wild Wild West Sheriff and pulled (laughs) a gun on a black couple just trying to have a picnic. Uh. She said it was uh, private, gr- private. It was a private ground, something like that. It was foolishness. She, you know, and the right. sad part about it is this: if it was the other way around, it would have been something. It would have been ugly. They would have been in jail. All kind of stuff. That's it's just crazy. Right. So it. One thing that I did find out is that Campground Carol was fired. Because they have 500 park sites and there's no such thing as reservations. That's what Campground Carol was mad about. She said the couple didn't make reservations. So she thought that was worth pulling the gun out on them. So I'm going to go ahead and hit them with the, that's not nice. That's not nice. And I'm going to hit them with the, that's not nice. That's not nice. That's not nice. Campground Carol, go somewhere. We'll collect the SSI check because you are <laughs> tripping and it shows that you cannot be at work anymore. Right. I don't know what you thought about pulling a gun because if it was if someone pulled a gun on you, you would have cried a whole new song. Yeah. So go ahead and sit somewhere. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go into the mix because enough Ooh. with Campground Carol. We're going to go ahead and we're going to, you know what? The song I want to go with today. I want something that's going to get us started today. Okay, let's do it. I want something that's going to be, you know, real, real uplifting. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Janine White, Praises Go Up, and we'll see you at 730 with our interview with Dr. Little, y'all. See you in a minute. See you guys in a bit.
Southern California. They say you gotta have a weapon on you. I don't think they know my testimony. Hey. Jesus saved me in the story. Look, time to get it started. We going dummy retarded. When me and Miles pull up, ooh, you know that it's a party, hey. The devil is defeated, he departed. Hey, they say that you a king. Well, this is Robert Ori. Hey, the devil had some plans, so glad I pulled out. I got a wife and a kid, I done pull out. Better wave that red flag, cause the bull out. If this a bad challenge, get some ruled out. We going so stupid, we going silly with it. Take your mask off like Mike Conley on the Grizzlies did it. I body diverse, you would think T Grizzly did it. I got so many bars, it's a prison visit. Get the digits, like a math class. You want a verse like this, here go my cash app. Look the devil in your head, I cannot stand that. I'm Middle Eastern, catch each other way, I bag that, bag that. Devil try to push it up on me. Don't do it unless you ready for a long day. Like, ooh, don't get it confused. Never run up on me unless you tryna get abused. Devil wanna run up on me, it's bad. Devil wanna run up on me, it's bad. God on my side, God is my dad. If the devil wanna run up on me, yeah, that's 93. Just a legend in the making, yeah, he guiding me. Man, the devil really working, yeah, he trying me. Man, the only thing I'm praying for is a fight in me inside of me. I'm going through a lot and it's only begun. And so I'm asking for the strength, cause I know it ain't done. I know these problems underneath all can be overcome. All these atoms in these E's are the lowest of scum. Devil run. I, I know I know what my worth is. Made up in his image, so I'm focused on my purpose. Fighting all these battles, asking God for his courage. Had to move aside on my pride, cause it's worthless. In a dark time, still looking to the sun. Now. Need to be that light, keep me guarded when the sun down. Yeah, I know who God is, I know he got this, trust in his process. Never wanna run up on, run up on, never wanna run up on, it's, it's bad, it's got God on my side, God is my dad, but not run up on me, it's White boy, I'm still hitting a new birth. Yes, I really rap. I'm tired of all the rumors. I kill these instrumentals, leave these rappers like boohoo. I got more views than you, and I ain't even on YouTube. Sorry. I'm stomping out on my pride. I don't need nothing beside me except for my God and my wife. I just tell my crew to slide, and I hop up into my ride. That's a really hard job. There's eight of us, and this car only seats five. Then it's off, and away we go. Stop out. Pride, low self-esteem, and bad ego. I'm trying to find an even balance like that boy Nemo. Cut out, cussing hateful thoughts, and drinking mojitos. For real. It takes a while, not a one night fix i'm stomping out the devil every time that i spit there's rose gold on my crucifix no losing chips got stacked the deck like the warriors you shoot and switch i'm so sick and tired of hearing these guys telling lies like god is a lie yahweh a prophet stop telling lies it's well advised you'll be surprised on what you find after your body's inside a coffin the enemy's force i've been here before never scared of fighting with satan i got plenty resource beginning me lord the devil steady throwing six stones i'm not an adventure on infinity ward repent and rejoice knowing that my god is kept marvel Demons on their knees, calling cap, no sorrow. Bible was the bullet, the vocal, the gap, burrow. I'm fighting demons with double hands and no charlie. I thought an actual job was actually weird. The right way was get the coke and sell it back to your peers. If I escaped the dope game, it didn't happen just to let these mumble rappers come and sell the devil's crack to my kids. It ain't happening. I know I come with the packaging. No, I don't need to be carrying nine millimeters to hold it, packing it. Better be shooting the word again and again and pick up the fragments, putting it back. I gotta recycle, do it again and I gotta reload it and make it a habit. Yeah. Kingdom like six flags. I gotta show the faith you can never get past. And the sword of the spirit make the devil get fast. Hey, Satan won't run up on me, that's a no-go. When I come around, I make them lean like a cholo. I ain't trying to gain the world and let my soul go. Say the name of Jesus, every demon is a no-show. Satan won't run up on me, that's no bueno. I'm from Eastside, San Jose, I'm so ghetto. I'm blood by Brody, for Shoddy, I'm no rental. If I told you I'ma get it, I get it, I don't settle. Hey, God came and ran up on me with his love. Forgave me of my sin and covered me in his blood. I've been unashamed, that's why I'm lifting them up. Hey, Jesus, set me free from my life, addicted to drugs. If the devil wanna run up on me, run up on me. Devil wanna run up on me, it's, it's bad. It's got God on my side, God is my dad. But run up on me, it's bad. Situation, he working. Yeah, I don't have no doubt. Bro, 
work it, 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 yeah. Let's bring some fun. Trouble keep coming out nowhere. Doesn't have respect at all. Somebody going through it somewhere. Wonder what you're gonna do. Wonder if you're gonna make it. Wonder how long it'll take and will you ever get through. Can't see the light of day nowhere. and sisters <laughs> I want to welcome you back to life back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter hallelujah how can it be that you love 
was Danita Gibbs with Keep Holding On. We're going to go ahead and go into our interview segment with Dr. Little. Everybody, Dr. Little's on the, on the phone today. Let's get it. All right. Dr. Little. Greetings. I'm happy to be here. Excited. Amen. I got an icebreaker question for you. Okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. It's a tough one. <laughs> Which one is better? Ketchup or tomatoes? <laughs> Ketchup. Ketchup! <laughs> you know what's so crazy? It's so potato tomato to me because I'm like, it's made with the same stuff. Do you know yeah. that most people don't like mayonnaise but will eat eggs and people that eat eggs that don't like mayonnaise? Yeah, so but when it's processed, then it tastes different. And when they add the sugar to the tomato, it tastes a lot better. <laughs> All right, I, I guess. I like that better. <laughs> I like your answer better. Dr. Littles. So yes, I'm here. So one thing I wanted to ask is wh where is your hometown? I am from Orlando, Florida. Hey, shout out Orlando. Orlando. Okay, so, all right. Here's another question. Who are you rooting for uh -oh. in the NBA Finals? Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's not. Doctor, you don't have to answer NBA. that question. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know anything about the NBA or NFL. I don't watch basketball or football. <laughs> Great question. Great question. Neutral. Amen. Because if you wouldn't have said Warriors, I'd have been like, man, that was a great show. <laughs> but so let's just talk a little bit about how did you first get into ministry? How did I first get into ministry? Well, called. You have to be called into ministry. So, you know, I was probably about maybe 26 at the time and turned my life over to God and just been serving him ever since. You know, you have to go through trials and tribulations and before you realize that, you know, what, what you're called to do. And I believe that I'm called to help people come out of bondage. And so that's what the woman um, on the front line tour is all about, helping people come out of bondage. So... Because I always love looking at the the whole story. Because everybody has a beginning, from compared to where they are now. So, what was? Can you remember your very first ministry that you did in the church? Oh, very first ministry. Hmm. Yikes! 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 Very first ministry. I would have to say my first ministry was at Faith World. And I was asked to do a speaking engagement there on the topic of credit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Amen. So, what? What's your? What, what was your passion about? About credit? You know, a lot of people have stories about why they're so passionate about a certain topic or a certain subject. So, what? What was your? What was your story of why you're so passionate about credit? And credit restoration? Well, I would, I would have to say I was at a time in my life where I had just graduated from my master's degree. Um, well, actually, I had just graduated from my bachelor's degree from Florida State University, and I was going to the University of Central Florida for my master's degree, and I had to move, and um, I couldn't get an apartment. I got, I got denied for an apartment, and I was homeless for about maybe six weeks. Oh, wow. And I had never heard of a credit score, um, didn't know what was on my credit, never, had never seen my credit report, no one had ever told me about a credit. And I was just, you know, ecstatic. I was like, wow, what is this credit about? And so I um, probably had got denied for credit um, for an apartment maybe like six, seven times. And... I remember uh, a woman named Elizabeth calling me and saying, hey, you've been denied again. Come back and get your deposit. And I said, okay. So I went and I was going back to get my, my deposit, and she said something to me. She said, you only needed five more points to move in this place. And that was the, the light bulb that, that, that shined and came on for me because I, I walked back over to her and I said, what, five points? She said, yeah. She said, did you know that if you get five points in 30 days, we will reconsider your application and you don't have to pay a new application fee. 
And I was like, really? And so in my mind, I was like, how do I get five points? And so me being a researcher, I went to Barnes and Nobles. I got three books and I read about credit. And, you know, within 30 days, I got over five points and I was able to move in that apartment. So I didn't realize how important it was and until I was homeless. And I was like, you know, I was just couldn't believe my situation, but I wondered how many other people out there were going through maybe the same thing that I was going through, homeless, can't get approved, had given up, and did not know that, you know, if something's incorrect on your credit report, you have the opportunity to correct it so you can be reconsidered. And so that, that's, that's how I found my passion with credit. <laughs> wow. So how, so how was the process of getting, you know, because a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know what credit was. I thought really? it was an imaginary point system where they, it was like Santa Claus's naughty or nice <laughs> list. Yes, you could get it. No, you can't get it. You know, it was it was something that was so like, man, why did they didn't teach us this in high school? Um, especially because when you find out about credit and they just give you a card that says it has $500. And you're like, what? Yeah. This is like Monopoly money. I don't like I could just go spend this. I didn't have to work for this. And then, as you know, you run up your your credit card and you max it out, and then you're paying it for ten years. <laughs> so it's like, if a person was going through the same thing that you were going through, what is the process for someone to be able to know their credit score and to be able to start working on getting stuff off their credit and raising their credit? Well, there's a lot of free sites out there for people who've never seen their credit report. You have creditsesame.com, there's creditkarma.com. There's a lot of free sites out there, but those are the, you know, big two that, that I like because they're more accurate. But that's the first step. The first step is looking at your credit report. Um, the second step would be looking at the inconsistencies on your credit report because what people don't understand is that there are a lot of errors on people's credit report. And I always say correct the errors. In my case, I was a victim of identity theft. So mm. someone had a car in my name, someone had a house in my name. Mm. And so I had a lot of inconsistencies that did not represent or reflect who I was. And so you have to get the errors off, the, off your credit report, number one, because there's a lot of errors. And then number two, you know, everybody has everyday issues where they, you know, lose a job and they have a repossession or they file bankruptcy or they, you know, have a hospital bill or something like that that they did not pay. There's some stuff on there that's definitely going to be yours. But um, what I found out was that debt collectors, the, the main section on your credit report that hurts your credit score is the uh, uh, debt collection section. And so what I emphasize to everyone is that there should be no collection on your credit report at all, at all. So after the errors are corrected, then it's time to get those debt collection accounts off your file. Mm. And you have to try to keep them off your file because they just come out of nowhere. You never know when they're going to pop up. And so the reason why I tell people debt collection accounts should not, not be on your file is because you don't enter in a, into an agreement or a contract with debt collectors. And so when they purchase your debt that you did not pay, for example, a, a medical bill or a hospital bill, when they purchase it, that debt becomes theirs. It's just like if you buy a purse or buy anything. Once you purchase something, it's your debt now. And so a lot of these junk buyers, they buy debt that we default on. And it's their debt. It's not your debt. And so once, once they buy it, now they put it on your credit report, hoping that you will make a payment arrangement to settle it with them so they can make, make money off your debt. So how does one go about, I'm sorry, this is Favela Doctor, I didn't introduce myself, but how does one go about uh, clearing that up? Because I, I know several people that have that same exact situation. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you have to dispute, you have to write the credit bureaus. There's TransUnion, there's Equifax, and there's Experian. So you have to write them um, to get that stuff, anything updated or corrected off your file. Mm, okay. And unfortunately, you have to prove <laughs> that, you know, whatever you're saying is true. Right. So, you know, it's, it, it can get a lot of complicated. Um, I use a lot of legal strategies to help my clients 
remove stuff. But, you know, you have to be persistent, you have to be adamant, and you have to understand the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. That's like the Bible, <laughs> Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and the Fair Credit Reporting Act, because these two acts are what protect the consumers. And a lot of people have never been taught or even heard of these two acts that actually help get some of this stuff off your file. Yeah, that was my first time hearing about that. I have a question. So how important is it for a business owner to have good credit? Very, very important. The number one thing right now with business credit is um, personal guarantor. What that means is that if you're in business, what they're going to do is look at your personal credit to see how well your personal credit is. It's almost like a co-signer. When you co-sign for your children, um, you, you're the co-buyer. In business world, you are the personal guarantor for the business to get any loan. So it's very critical for business owners to understand, number one, <laughs> they, their personal credit has to be up to par before they can even get business credit because they're going to use the personal credit. And I always tell business clients, it's important for you not to you mix your personal, start getting a, a lot of accounts in your personal and not build the business credit. Mm. It's, it's two separate entities, and a lot of people make that mistake. A lot of people, you know, use their personal credit to build the business, and they're doing it the opposite. Mm, that makes sense. So you're saying that... Um, it would be a good thing for a business owner to be able to get, like, a business card to buy the es essentials. Like, you know, if they have to buy something for their office or if they have to take a business trip or things like that, it would be better to use a business card instead of using their own personal? Yeah, because you get to write all of that off under the business. Mm, you can write sense. your car, anything, and that's why it's so important because it's a tax write-off. Mm. So I have a big, big, big question, and um, with credit, when you get a credit card, mm -hmm. is it bad to get a credit card and not use it? No, it's not. What I tell people is that a lot of people don't like using credit cards, but for the sake of having a good credit score and a high credit score, it's good to not use it, but use it one time, but use it responsibly. For example, what I do with, 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 with credit cards is I kind of have all my credit cards in the month, like a January, February, March, and I pick a month to use one of my credit cards, and I'll spend like $50. Because if you don't use your credit, you lose it, and they close it, and that doesn't help your score at all. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's good to use it one time and leave it at zero the rest of the year. That makes sense. I got, I got That's what helps your score. Okay, perfect. So I got another question regarding student loans. Now, a lot okay. of a lot of a lot of young people nowadays are coming out and they got a lot of debt and they first of all don't realize that they of course have to pay this back, um, but then they get stuck and they get all these all these uh all these uh debts coming straight out of college. What what's the best thing that you could tell a student just coming out of school, you know, not really having much experience, not going to pick up a job right away. Um, what's the best thing they could do coming straight out of school? Yeah, the best thing they could do is get a part-time job and start <laughs> paying the loans back at least once, you know, right. one loan a year while right. you're in school. Because what people don't understand is that all of those debts, by the time you graduate, depending on if you're doing four years or six years or eight years, you know, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Because right. debt is 30% of your whole total score. And so a lot of people right now can't buy homes. I mean, what's the purpose of going to college if you're going to, you know, rent for the rest of your life because you got fifty or sixty or $70,000 in student loans? Right. A lot of students don't, don't know that. They're not aware of that. And so that's why I say if you're going to get 4000 a year in student loans, you know, you, you should be able to pay back at least 2000 Okay. Or pay, you know, pay, you know, be be paying on one loan as you get it every year. So that way your debt is not so high and it doesn't hurt your credit score. And when it's time for you to buy a home, you won't be stuck with that debt ratio. Right. When you buy a home, they consider your debt, which means your total payments. And while you're in school, what happens is they defer, defer, and you don't have to pay. But as soon as you graduate, six months later, you got to pay this big payment. And so... 
um, they estimate, project what your payment is going to be on whatever your total student loans is, and that that amount, that monthly payment, gets configured in, in the rest of the debt that you have. Oh. And so that's what holds a lot of people back from actually buying a home. Mm. Did not know that. And speaking about homes, what where should someone's credit be if they're trying to purchase a home? I say A-plus credit. Just like a school grade, A-plus. You don't want to... A plus is 680 or above. Okay, you want to be A plus or above because that's going to save you money on interest. Now there are companies out there that will give you a subprime loan at a 580 or above 620, 640, but you're going to pay more for that that house or that loan if your score is not A plus. So I, you know, I teach everybody, you know, get the get, you know, get your credit report right so you can get the better interest rate and you can pay less. Because um, th I think that's a big thing, especially here in Las Vegas. There's a lot of people trying to buy homes, people that are just either, you know, transient, like myself who came to Las Vegas and to bought a home. And I think that was one of the biggest struggles for a lot of people is knowing where to have their credit, what should they pay off, what they should not pay off. Because um, I think that's one thing that a lot of people get confused about is, you know, they see all this stuff on their credit, but when it's time to buy a house, they think that I have to pay off everything to buy the house, and there's kind of more um, criteria where um, you need to make sure that this is a, a good ratio compared to, I guess, because I want to say when I was going through it, it was about medical. Like if you have medical bills and things like that, they really don't look at that compared to like your credit card balance or, you know, a debt that has been in delinquency and it's still on there and it's nowhere close to the seven-year mark. So what would you kind of expound on that um, with a homeowner? Well, then look at everything holistically on your credit report. Um, FHA, most people have to apply for an FHA loan. An FHA loan is, is if you're not putting 20% down, which a lot of people struggle with, um, saving up for 20% of a house, 20% of a house, for example, $100,000, $20,000, most people struggle with that down payment, so they have to go FHA. So if you have a lot of collection agencies on your report, FHA meet, uh, requirements require you to have under 2000 So you still can apply for a home, but you can't have a total amount over 2000 in collections, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, I always tell people debt ratio. You have got to get your debt down. You've got to pay as many bills off as possible to get your debt down because they're going to look at income, they're going to look at credit score, and they're going to look at down payment. Those are the main three things that's going to get you approved for your house, your income, and your income to debt ratio is, is what really matters. Can you afford the home you're, you're wanting to buy? So that's why I recommend people get rid, of, get, get rid of the credit card bills. Most credit card bills are $30, $35 a month, $50 a month. If, it's, if it doesn't have a high interest rate, get rid of those small payments so that, that those payments don't affect your debt ratio. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're buying a home, the only thing really that you should have going into buying a home, I, I would say your student loans and your car payment. That's it. You don't want to have credit card payments. That makes sense. And um, wow, that was that was deep. So, what? How much percentage should you leave your credit card? You know, because I, I, under thirty percent. Under thirty. Under thirty okay. percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the the score, like I said, I'm a credit scoring expert, so I always tell people, overall, holistically, your credit report under thirty percent. Individually, um, ten percent. Okay. Gotcha. That's that's if you want to get the most points. Wow. So individually, it's gonna it's gonna penalize you, and overall, it's gonna penalize you. But stay under thirty percent overall. All right. Now, doctor. Now, one thing. Uh, I, all the information has been amazing, and, and trust me, I know there's plenty of people out there that are gonna definitely use it, including myself. Especially as a, as a young adult, I see this as a definitely a really good lesson, and uh, I appreciate your information. But as a minority, I definitely uh, know that this information sometimes is not as easily found for my for someone like myself um and i know definitely for migrant parents i did not learn this uh do you find yourself at least like you said when your homelessness and your story do you feel like nowadays we should have this a lot more accessible to young adults or at least anybody at this point 
Yeah, I think that they should teach, they should have a credit course in college or in high school because, you know, what's the purpose of high school and college and then when you get out of, get out of you know, college, you're right. still going to be paycheck to paycheck struggling and, you know, just losing money. So, you know, that's why I, I'm so passionate and <laughs> I'm trying to educate, you know, not just African-Americans, minorities, you know, everybody. Right. This wasn't just something that just happened. I think it was just excluded. You know, right. they don't want people to have this information and knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you didn't come from a, a family that, that had a background on finance or credit, then you're, you're behind. Right. You right. know, and I always tell people, if you've never, can you imagine going, going through 12 years of high school or four years of college and not never getting a grade? Yeah. How, how do you know if you're going to graduate or not if you never get a grade? Wow. Same thing with credit. You're going through life not knowing what your credit score is or how to correct it so that way you can graduate and, 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 and live your best life. Right. right. God wants us to live in abundance, not in poverty. Right. Right. That was powerful. And, and, and a lot of people end up living in poverty paycheck to paycheck because, you know, lack of knowledge. Yeah. The Bible says we perish for the lack of knowledge. In Hosea 4 and 6, we perish for the lack of knowledge. And what's so sad about it is Hosea 4 and, 4 and 7 says we reject knowledge when we get it. Mm. Look at you. That's, that's amazing the way you can put those two together. And, and the passion, trust me, the passion you bring, it, it definitely, I can tell you right now, personally, it definitely, it, it helps so much to know that there's people out there because, like I said, it's the information I feel is just not out there. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes as we speak because it, it's just one of those things that you have to realize that we need to know these things, you know. And, and I appreciate all the information. That, that was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So, Dr. Little. Let's talk about what you're going to be doing at the uh, Frontline Tour. Yeah, well, my topic is, is going to be coming out of bondage. You know, I'm going to be speaking on um, the credit report, you know, helping people understand the credit report, helping people understanding what debts that they don't owe anymore, helping people understand being harassed for debt they don't owe anymore, you know, and teaching people how they are supposed to live a good life. You know, get to the promised land. That's what that's what it's all about here while we're on earth. And, you know, I tell people, you know, there was only two people that made it into the promised land. It was Joshua and Caleb. And, and, and the reason why Joshua and Caleb made it into the promised land is because they didn't reject knowledge. They didn't reject information. You know, and so I always tell people, you know, we're supposed to live a life of abundance. No worry, no lack. And if we get our money right, you know, and we understand this system that's been placed here to keep us in bondage, you know, we'll be so far far ahead. Amen. Yeah. And 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 buying a home, that's critical. That's one of the keys to wealth. You can ask any financial expert out there, they will tell you in order to build wealth and legal leg a legacy, pass on something when we leave this world is through home ownership. And in order to do that, you got to have good credit to buy your home. Right. Should we should we see home buying as more as an investment than what we're really taught as a as a as a place to live and see it as you know this will be forever? Or should we have this mindset of of that's my investment? Yeah. Into, okay. The, the the mindset of our people should be I'm investing into myself. I'm sowing a seed into myself right. because see we as African Americans. We are so set into buying a home and living there for 30 years. Yep. Whereas, you know, the opposite race, they buy a home every every five years. They buy a, they buy a home and they sell it and they make a quick thirty or forty, fifty thousand dollars and they buy another home and they keep flipping homes. Right. And we we're so far behind because we're not doing that. Because yep. we don't understand the concept of understanding how to get a home, how to make sure our credit is right, so we can do that. I have a, one of my clients um, has flipped three homes. She's, she started at 37, no kids. Mm. She sold her first property and made $45,000. Wow, that's impressive. And you helped her through that? And she was like, Regina, what do I do? I was like, listen, take that money, buy another home, and keep doing the same thing. Because that's the fastest way to save money. You cannot save money working paycheck to paycheck on nobody's job and make forty or $50,000 or save forty or 50000 in five years. Right. 
Right. And and I think at this point we're all we're all pretty much used to you know that infomercial telling you you want to make a quick buck or you want to learn come to this conference and do this and I feel like that's kind of where we're targeted and that's where people look at us and go oh, I'm a I'm a fool these people that make them think they're gonna save some money but I feel like what you just said really really holds a lot of power and that and that that definitely I I could I could definitely tell that you're very passionate in this and that that's amazing. One thing I wanted to know, because there's somebody that's out there like, man, ooh, girl, my credit messed up, too. How can they reach you? What's your web page? What's your social media? Where can they follow you? Where can they sign up? You know, what's your cash app? What's all your information? <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my phone number. My phone number is 321-287-0986. That's 321-287-0986. Um, Regina, R-E-G-I-N-A, P, Littles, L-I-T-T-L-E-S. Just Google me, and my name's going to pop up. YouTube video's going to pop up. I've been doing this over 20 years, so Regina P. Littles on Facebook, Regina Littles on Facebook, but definitely if you pop my name in the in the Google, it's going to come up. Awesome. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you so much, Regina. Thank you so much. We really thank you, and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on to the show sharing this knowledge because knowledge is power and that's something that we have to come together as 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 a body to understand more things there's so many businesses in the body of christ and if we all came together and taught each other something that somebody else didn't know think about how powerful we'd be how much we could be able to do great for god's kingdom and it, it would be just amazing so i just appreciate you giving the knowledge and taking time out and um, definitely shout outs to you for going out to this conference and teaching the women that's coming there about learning how to better their future. That's 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 big because. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime you want to have me on the show, anytime you got credit questions, you got my number, call me up. Thank I'm you. the number one go to the hardest working <laughs> woman in credit. There you go. Amen. I appreciate you. I know it's late, so we're going to give you your time back. And um, anytime you're in Las Vegas, hit us up. We're here, the number one gospel station in Las Vegas. And we'll All be right, here thanks, to guys. check Thank you, you out. Thank you. Wow, that was awesome. She definitely had a lot of a lot of information that I definitely did not know. Yeah, she, she really gave the game, and, and that's the, the best part about it because yeah. financial literacy is, is big. Yeah. You know, if you could make sure that your money works for you compared to you working for your money, it changes. Yeah. It, it, it makes a difference. But I'm going to go ahead and just say, hey, Cletus. <laughs> Cletus in the back, if you guys didn't know. Sits around sometimes. Yeah, Cletus here on that piano. Yeah. Oh, we can't get him out of the studio. No, we can't. <laughs> not at all. He knows that if he, he don't play this piano, he's going to lose his money. <laughs> but... That's about it, y'all. This is it's about that time. And one thing I want you to know is that to attain wisdom, first you have to find the knowledge, then you have to acquire understanding, and then you will be able to attain wisdom. Somebody lost it. Deep. You gotta know the information. And you can't just read the information. You got to understand it fully. Yeah. And then you could be able to fully apply it without any mess ups, y'all. Yep. So this is Pastor Jay. You can find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Facebook at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. And one thing I could say is stay blessed. That's right. And this is Favela, and you can find me on Instagram as Favela034. And uh, shout out to my wife because she was listening. I love you, babe. Shout out. There you go. See, see y'all on, on Sunday. Peace. <laughs>